Sometimes you get really excited. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be that bad. Oh, that's actually pretty good. My best friend is Hank Mardukas. Hank Mardukas and I. <laughs> your brother and Hank Mardukas. We, we should stay in our lane. Yeah. Stay in your lane, pal. Pal, buddy. Chief. Uh, I did nothing this week. I cleaned my garage. I cleaned our house oh. yesterday when I didn't go flying. So the name of this episode will be Goodbye Tangent. Goodbye Tangents. But at least the word, not the actual job. Hello, Vegas. This is a podcast. Life Adventures with Pete and Simpson. Just two guys talking about their travel and life adventures across the world. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about NB2As. NB. How are you going to the NBAA show? Uh, Have you found housing? <laughs> Have you found housing? What's your rate? Would you be interested in a list of all attendees? Uh, no. No, no, no I'm not. Yeah. We already have that, by the way. Yeah, hard pass. Uh, so a low rate of $1,000. Technically, we're going to talk about MBAA, but I think what we're really going to end up talking about in this episode is... Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas! Oh, one of the shows that I found... So, yep. one of the things... Immediately off the rails. Sure. Uh, we were looking at... You know, you go to Vegas and you gamble and you eat. Mm-hmm. You gamble and you eat. Mm-hmm. Eat, gamble, drink. Eat. Gamble, you gamble, don't gamble, eat drink. the gamble, though. Yeah. Chips, they don't... So, uh, fun fact, the chips that they give you at... The, the tables aren't ones that you're supposed to eat. No. No. They have cash values associated. Different kind of chip. Which is epic. Mm. So we were looking at uh, like different shows and things to do this year. So yep. that's less we were eating too. and gambling. And one of the shows that we found was a show called Fat Elvis. Oh, man. <laughs> but it's like it's like 30 miles off the strip. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's probably a hike. It's a free show. Hey. At three in the afternoon. Ooh. So... All the facts other than the distance make it go, man, that's something I really want to go to. You're right, yeah. <laughs> oh, three in the afternoon. All right. Well. Uh, um, we were looking at go-karting and laser tag and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It's all stuff we can do here, though. I want right. to do the uh, the zip lining oh. in Fremont. Okay, so let's... Let's let's, let's start this episode. Yeah, let's go. Because let's we're, go. We're, we're just... Off the rails. Just toot toot. You know, per per brand. So, again, MBAA. Yep. Uh in Vegas, you want to talk a little bit about the show? Yeah, so MBAA stands for National Business Aviation Association. And I have their uh, their mission statement here if you'd like me Hit to it. read the internet for you. Go. This In this segment, we call Pete Reads the Internet. Pete Reads the Internet. <laughs> and this is to prove to all my English teachers in high school that I can actually read. Wow. In your face. Well, let's get through this without any stuttering first. Mm-hmm. Mission <laughs> statement. To foster an environment that allows business aviation to thrive in the United States and around the world. Wow, so they're global. Cool. Yeah, I think. Well, uh, they do. They do shows in Geneva and South America and China. In Asia. And Asia. Yeah. Well, that's China. That's China. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, you said China, and I pictured Australia. Oh. <laughs> Ge- geography. And sorry, <laughs> social studies teachers. So, MBAA founded yep. in 1947 and based in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. 
the National Business Aviation Association, is the leading organization for companies that rely on general aviation aircraft to help make their businesses more efficient, productive, and successful. The association represents more than 11,000 companies. That's, that's an interesting fact. Yeah. And professionals and provides more than 100 products and services to the business aviation community, including the MBAA Business Aviation Convention and Exhibit, the world's largest civil aviation trade show. And that's what this actually, uh, this actual event is that we're going to is the, the, the conference piece of it. But yep. for the, the one, the one in the U S for the insiders that do it, we just call it MBAA. MBAA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people call it base. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forget what that stands for, but BAC stands for business aviation conference in an exhibition. Oh, okay. Huh. As, wow. That as makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> but we just call it MBAA. The show, if we could spend a few moments and talk about the show real yeah. quick, uh, it's large. It is a very large show. It spans, uh, well, to to kind of give it a little bit of uh, context, the only two cities that can support, oh, so I don't know if, if this is bound in truth, but the only two cities that it is ever in is either Orlando or MBW, uh, <laughs> Orlando or Las Vegas, and they off, they go you know either or back and forth each year. I don't know if that's entirely true that those two cities are the only ones that can kind of accommodate it due to its size. That's the claim. Yeah. Uh, so. And I think that, and generally, I think we all believe that. And sure. I think, you know, we've been to a lot of trade shows, uh, you know, at convention centers, I should say, mm-hmm. around the world. And, and really, these two really are kind of the largest ones that we ever really come across. Yeah. It's a, so it, it it's at the Expo Center. So. In Orlando, Las, Las Vegas Convention Center. Oh, like, right, Las Vegas uh, Convention Center, which is a very large. We only we only house two halls of it though, but I mean, it's a huge facility. And in uh, Florida, it is the Orange County Convention Center, which is huge as well. And that one, it takes up I think the entire floor plan of the that convention center. I have some information here on the Las Vegas Convention Center if you're interested. Let's do it. It is uh, constructed in 2008. Um, it's 2.4 million square feet. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. I've never actually like thought about it. It wasn't built in 2008. That's stupid. It was built in 1959 and then it's been expanded. I was going to say it's must been, it's been updated or something since total space is actually, that's uh, erase all my previous facts. Uh, (laughs) total space is 3.2 million square feet. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, exhibit space, uh, 3.2 million. There's offices and stuff like that there. Sure. Filmed a bunch of stuff there too. Also, there's sure. been Jeopardy tournaments there, oh. numerous conventions. Uh, plans were released in 2008 to undergo a $890 million expansion, the 14th expansion in their history. Wow. It's absolutely, it's massive. Yeah. So if that, if that didn't lay down the context of how big this place is, um, I don't know what will because... Uh, it's a very large venue, and we probably take up uh, a fourth of that because there are other halls there, obviously, um, that we are not in. Another interesting fact, and I just want to add this one um, because MBAA is here, but we do other shows in Vegas Correct. also. And those shows aren't always at the convention center. They're, right. they're because Las Vegas has uh, a ton of convention hall space, mm-hmm. and there's actually a stat that's listed here that um, in the Las Vegas Valley, has more than ten thousand square feet of exhibit space. Sorry, sorry, I was going to say ten thousand. Ten million. Ten million square feet yes. of exhibit space available. Which wow, is, uh, that's staggering. That explains why we go there all the time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so 
that's about the show. Uh, did you have any other context or any other tidbits uh, about the show? One thing that's unique for this show versus um, all the other shows is they do a parade of planes. Oh, yeah. They do that uh, this coming week. Yep. Uh, I timed it, but whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they do uh, a parade of planes, which is which is pretty cool. Um, it used to be, there used to be another show that did it, but that show got canceled, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, they kind of drive the, or yeah, drive because they tow them down the, the street from the airport isn't too far away, the international airport. Um, but they tow the airplanes into the convention halls. Uh, for the most part though, for uh, at least the company that I work for, the biggest kind of draw for the show is because it's a lot of the um, other companies that are there. It's more of a business show. Obviously, business is in the name, right? Right. So we're not necessarily selling product in the sense of we're selling off, you know, to an individual who owns an aircraft that, that flies that aircraft. We're not necessarily selling to that one individual. We're selling to individuals who either other companies that have a flight department or um, other uh, companies that may make aircraft or something like that, Um we, we tend to have those kind of conversations at these shows. It's not like, a, you know, we've done previous episodes on Oshkosh or Sun and Fun or something like yeah. that. It's not that type of show. It's more of a, we have to wear a suit and tie. You know, it's a, a very professional type show. Ooh. So Ooh. on the suit and tie front, yeah. uh, we're actually doing uh, something different this year for that. Oh, awesome. We're, we're, we've decided to... Mix uh, it up? Embrace uh, our weirdness. Okay. Uh, and go with outrageous suits and ties. Sure. Just... Yeah, you know, have fun. Yeah, just because this is a business aviation show, right. doesn't mean that we can't have fun. No, of course it. not. Of course not. Um, I have two new suits, so I'm super excited to you wear those. You have two nude suits. Nude suits. Nice. Yep. Flesh color and all. Oh, yeah. I love it. Anyway, so did you have any other? I got nothing else to say about the show. What I really want to talk about yeah. is Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Um, so I, I think in this segment, I think what we had talked about doing is each of us, you know, talking about our three favorite things that maybe mm-hmm. we've done or have experienced there. Uh, and at the same time, the, the flip side of it, which is the three opposite. Right. So do you have something you would like to lead with? Do you want me to lead? You know, let's, should we do worst first or worst first? Yeah. Worst is first. Worst is first. You let's want to do, do it? it. Okay. Yeah, let's go. So. Uh, three things that I dislike about Vegas yeah. is um, I'm taking notes on this. Oh, would you? Are you gonna? Is it gonna be some sort of quiz later? Yeah. Well, um, you know what we could do. We could that? take notes and then we could post a poll. Ooh. And see if people agree or disagree sure. with us. Yeah. Um. So the first thing Get the that, fans involved they go crazy for it. The first thing that I I dislike about Vegas is, um, the casinos for the most part. I think all of them still are smoking indoors. Um, so if you're staying at a resort that has a casino attached to it, thankfully we're not. We haven't been the, these last couple of shows that are in Vegas. But Where do you guys stay? We stay at the Hotel Alara. It is a Hilton oh, yeah, yeah. Grand Vacation. Yep. It's awesome. Love that hotel. Uh, great rooms. Um, it doesn't have a casino, so there's no smoking. It has a mall attached to it that has restaurants and stuff like that. So if you're in a pinch, you can go run over there and get something. Um, and there's also a Starbucks, like a full Starbucks in yeah, the lobby, which nice. is key. Coffee is key at all these shows. Yep. So especially in Vegas, because if you're not getting coffee in Vegas, you're just switching right to cocaine just to get ooh. that energy, and that's just not a great thing. That's not a good thing. I'm kidding. None of us are doing <laughs> cocaine. <on the> <laughs> um, I immediately have to redact yes, all of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I was say you have to redact that. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, the the smoking I could do without. And you know, being in a hotel that has a casino, I just hate walking through the casino to go to a show. Yeah. So, so I would say I'm gonna list it as a negative. The casino attached hotels because of the smoking in the casino itself. So so I'd like to add, uh, if I could, uh, some thoughts on that as well. Because mm. we stay at a hotel, the the Renaissance, that's near the convention center. Yep. Specifically for similar reasons that you guys also stay at the Alara. Number mm-hmm. one, there's no casino there, which is good because it doesn't smell like smoke. It smells mm-hmm. clean in there. You can go back to your hotel and go to bed without going back to your hotel for those degenerate gamblers <laughs> that I don't know any of. None uh, of them. Except for the guy I see in the mirror every morning. Um, <laughs> you can go back to your hotel after you're doing whatever you're done for the night mm-hmm. and just go to bed. You don't walk in and go, you know what? I think I could just burn through a couple hundred bucks right just, now. Just $20. Yeah, what's $20 that, between what's, friends? What's $20? And it's never $20. No, it is never. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I actually spent $20 in a casino. I don't either. Uh, 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 food. Probably food. <laughs> food. I yeah. get... I gamble. I gamble enough. My food gets comped. Comp, baby. Comp. Um, the other thing that is annoying about that smoking side of things yeah. is that you come home, you don't notice it at the time because I think you become nose deaf to it. Yeah. But when you come home, open that suitcase. Open the suitcase. Yeah. You're like, oh my, that is a lot of smoke. Yeah. It's it's next level stuff. Yeah. Uh, the other reason we like staying there is it's super convenient to the show. Yes. Yeah. You guys are right there. We're right at the show, and it gives us a nice advantage in the evenings also to uh, when we go out. I feel like when we stay on the strip, like we tend to stay where stay we are on, on the strip. strip yeah. Um, and by staying at the convention center, you know, some nights we'll go to Old Vegas, some mm-hmm. nights we'll go off strip, sometimes we'll go to the strip in different parts of the strip mm-hmm. and go and explore with what it is that we want to go do in that area. I think there's, yeah, to your point, it's kind of like um, there's so much convenience that you're almost like, well, I, I got to stay, you know, there's something, the effort level is so low right. to stay and do something in that area than yep. to go off strip. And, convenience. The, yeah. that, that that whole city is just about convenience. That's right. all that it is. Okay. Point two Point for you. two for me. Okay. Um, so I will say one thing that kind of bums me out there um, is the uh, homeless. I don't know if they're necessarily homeless, but the... Um, the begging for money. Yeah, I wish they'd get rid of the homeless too. They're no, my style. No, it's just <laughs> you. It's it's tough to explain. It, you just see this really dark side of it, right? Obviously, these these individuals could just be making money, right? right. I mean, there there have been a lot of those kind of um, investigative re- reports and stuff like that where they find that you know there are people there that are making you know serious money just for panhandling, right? Right. Um, but it really just. You, you kind of they play to your heartstrings, right? And I, I it, obviously, for me as you know, the person that I am, am yeah, easily, yeah, easily. Um, as a guy by that's that. bought every single uh, charity thing that's come to the front door of my house while you've been here, or you know, the the kids that uh, or the the friends that we have that have kids are always doing some sort of chocolate yeah. thing, and magically, yeah. uh, you know, I, I have ten chocolate yeah, go, bars. Go to Simpson. He's a sucker for yeah, charity. Yeah, he's a sucker for charity. Um, but, you know, you just, you, you're walking around and you just, you see these individuals who are asking for money, right? And it always, it's just that, and there's a lot of them. And I think that's the, the main point. And it kind of reminds you of, yeah, there are all these lights everywhere and all this temptation to go do stuff. But then you see these individuals and you're like, oh, you know. I think the thing that gets me on that is when they have the animals with them. Yeah. The only time that I've ever given in Vegas um, is 
when they had a dog and i was i i was like i hope you're gonna buy dog food with this and i said that there was uh there was one time that the the guy had a kitten sleeping on a pillow in front of him and i was like huh and the kitten like woke up and he's like you know this little high-pitched screechy sound that a kitten makes and i was like oh my god yep yeah they're they're brutal like that. Uh, to uh not use the word tangent uh to there was a moment that you and I went to the supermarket once and we were walking into the supermarket and the Boy Scouts are out front. And oh, we were like, geez. no, no, you were like so upset that the Boy Scouts yeah. are out front. You're like, they're totally going to get me. Oh, get me I don't know how to get out of this situation. And did they get me? They got you. They yeah. got me. Yeah, yeah, of course they did. I didn't even live here at the time. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this Monopoly board thingy or whatever they were selling. Yeah. And I was like, here you go, Pete. Thanks. Thanks for buying that for, for me. What's the third thing you hate about Vegas? <sighs> so third... you hate homeless people. Yep, hate homeless people. You what hate smoky people. The smoky people. Uh, I can't wait to get to the positives. <laughs> I know, I know. we got to redeem ourselves on this one. Yeah. Um, the third thing that I dislike about Vegas is probably, I would say it's the time frame. You know, I, can, I have no problem spending, I think three days is kind of that cutoff point where... Yep. On that third day, you're ready. To, at the end of the day, you're ready to go home. Yeah. Any any time more than that, it's just it's it's kind of like putting salt in the wound. It's just like it's the same thing. You know, it's the the lights, the the magic of the lights and the the buzz and the. It's a fun city. Obviously, there's a lot of flashy stuff. You can go see a show. You know, an amazing show. You can go see. Um, you know, these crazy kind of acts and magicians and stuff like that and comedians. You can go see some DJs. Obviously, I like DJs and stuff like that. You can go see, you know, world-around DJs that are playing more or less every night. Um, and then you can go check out fun things like Old Vegas has the zip lines. And, yep. you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff right in that area. And but, the light show. And the light Vegas, show and the, yeah. the, the um, fountains at the... Bellagio. Bellagio. Um, In the Argozi. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, super cool, right? You know, there's tons of fun things to do there, but I think it kind of just becomes overload after three days. And anything after that, it's just like, get me out of here. See, I think after three, I I think you're right. Three days is the right time period. Uh, Three, maybe four. Okay. Um, Beyond that, for me, it's not that it becomes an overload thing. It's that... I've had I've experienced all the fun the mainstream fun that can be had and now yep. I'm like oh what else do they got yes and it's like and then you start like going to like ah listen we could uh, you know jump off of uh, jump into the Grand Canyon from a helicopter you know it's yeah yeah you yeah. start like re- it really pumps you up to the next level because all this Las Vegas stuff is so mainstream for you now right. at this point after three four days. That you're looking for that next level of... Maybe high, I guess? Yeah. I don't want to say high because it makes it seem like we're into the drugs again. Well, I mean, I would 100% say it's a high. Yeah. Yeah, because that's why you gamble, right? I mean... Gambling's a rush. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's the chance to win. To win. To win but only gamble if they have insurance. Oh. <laughs> is that is that your thing? No. Or is that a callback to Tom? No, that's uh, that, that is love something you, that uh, four people that listen to this will giggle when they yeah. hear it, so... Yeah. We're playing to the masses. Right. Playing to the masses on that one. Um, okay. So those are the three things that kind of is, is I, I guess that's the one thing you kind of control is the, the time, the amount of time that you spend there. Not always. Yeah. Not, yeah. For this, always. for the show, I'm spending Sunday night to Friday morning at the, in, in Vegas. So I'm going less. I'm going to do a Monday to Thursday night, mm-hmm. maybe Friday morning. If yeah. We. Mrs. and I had a mild disagreement about when I was leaving, so oh, it might be Friday now. It might be Friday now. Yes. Oh, that's all right. I, I always enjoy company on a Thursday night. Um, uh, most of most of my people will be there Thursday night. Okay, 
Uh, okay, so what are the three things you love about Vegas? What do I like about Vegas? So, and I think we're going to talk about this a little bit further, but the one thing is... Also, spoiler alert, yep. we might just go through your three and three and then just move on because... Okay. Um, I agree with everything that you've said thus far. Oh, it's like we're the same person! <laughs> it's like we're in the honeymoon game. <laughs> um, alarming that we would probably win that over our spouses. Don't tell them Don't that. tell them. That's oh, our secret. so screwed. <laughs> Um, so number one, I would say is the food, the food options yep, and the food quality. And that's kind of weird coming from a city literally in the middle of the desert. I've had some of the best seafood there. I've had some of the best steaks there. I've had some of the best, you know, insert whatever dish, you know, normal mainstream dishes. Obviously I don't go too far stream as far as like Indian food or, you know, crazy, any kind of, um, I've been to a Russian restaurant there. Have you really? Yeah. What do they serve in Russian restaurants? Um, it was sort of like a Russian steakhouse. Um, the food was, uh, meat and potatoes, mostly meat potato based, but it was really, it was a a vodka. (laughs) Everything was vodka. It was actually a vodka bar that just happened to serve some food. Yeah. That's really what it was. It was like, it's called red square or something like that. I think appropriate. And it was either in, I'm going to have to look it up. It was somewhere like Mandalay Bay, Excalibur. Oh, okay. So um, on the strip. In, in, not... that, in that in that block on the strip mm-hmm. that's Mandalay Bay, Excalibur, or uh, Sphinx. Is that what it's called? Sphinx? No. Um... Oh, my goodness. What yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, whatever. We're going to have to move on. Oh it's going to bother me. That's going to bother the dickens out of me. So I would say the food option. So we there's one restaurant in particular that um, a former co-worker, uh, Jay, who hopefully is a listener, um, also kind of... Um, Luxor. The Luxor, yes. So Jay, Jay introduced us a couple years ago to this restaurant. It's a tapas place. Of course, we've had that. Tapas. And, and that's a, a, a tricky... Um, Word in Vegas, right? You got to be very careful. Tapas. Uh, there's a tapas. Got it. Tapas place <laughs> in uh, just actually too far from your the hotel that you stay at. Yeah. Um, that's very good. They do some amazing these uh, dates that are wrapped in bacon with stuffed with cheese, blue cheese, and an almond. Yep. Um, amazing with a red wine reduction. Really good. Um, but they also do a bunch of small plates, obviously with the name, um, or the the type of restaurant it is. They do the small plates that. Are just very good, um, and there's a, a number. We uh, the same kind of uh, the same coworker, and I went to a um, sushi restaurant. Now this is the other. This might be a con that I'm going to throw into the con column as a bonus con. It's um, bonus con. Yeah, bonus con. It, <laughs> it sounds that sounds like a convention <laughs> that's just full of excess, full of full of bonuses. <laughs> bonus con. Bonus check. Bonus check. You want freebies? We've, We've got, got twice free- the freebies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so bonus con is the cost of food there can be a little high. Yeah. And I would say that's just the one thing that um, hotels are typically rather inexpensive or, or you know, moderate, uh, especially for the city. Um, but I would say the food cost is, is a con. Um, but there's, you know, a number of different restaurants. That sushi restaurant that we went to, amazing sushi. Where was that? Uh, I don't remember. I'd have to ask him. He he was like, dude, I know of this place. Yeah, you do run into that problem sometimes too. You're like, that was amazing. Where was it? Where, yeah. Oh. We, oh, it's, there's like a thousand places. What was it called? Mm-hmm. Had that red thing on the wall. Yeah, had the <laughs> it did the food with the thing and stuff. Because uh, it is sensory overload. It is. It, it can be. 
um, if you're, especially for a first timer. Oh, and it was, it's like, it was my first time. So that's probably didn't help. Yeah. That box makes sense. Yes. Um, so that was the sushi was amazing. It was just super expensive and we got the bill after and he's like, Oh man, I was not expecting that. And he obviously had to expense it. He's like, I I had no idea that it was going to be this, you know, it was lunch and it was, you know, excessive for dinner. Let's just put it that way for two people. What was it like 300 bucks? Mm, it was like $120 or $130. For lunch for two people? Yeah. That's yeah, a little, I mean, I grade on a curve in Vegas because right. you're 100% right. All the food and all the beverage is so much more expensive because Las Vegas has a stranglehold on the market. Right. Because of the 10 million square feet of exhibit space. Yes. So many people have to go there. And so they can charge whatever they want oh, because right. people have to go there. And where, you, where else are you going to, you can't, you drive. 15 minutes out of the city and it's, yeah. there's not much there. Yeah. Ooh, and Applebee's. Yeah, and Applebee's. And, and it was totally one of those. We, it's not like we were drinking. It's not like we were trying to order um, out of excess. It was just all of a sudden we ordered a couple of um, different rolls and stuff like that. And he's like, what did we order? Um, more on the flip side, you can spend 30 bucks and get a full dinner and drinks and Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, that's the extremes of the places we go in yeah, terms say, of the financial scale. The extremes, the places. Um, so that uh, that Russian restaurant is called Red Square, oh, cool. and it is in the Mandalay Bay. Oh, nice. Um, it's they they describe it as a Lenin era Soviet themed gourmet room at Mandalay Bay, featuring ice covered bar in private vodka room. Ooh, it's very good vodka. And vodka is very Do you good. like these vodka? You'll also like our sliders. <laughs> Beef sliders to die for. You, I might you, do a terrible Russian do, accent. Do you, so like, stop. do you like vodka? Yes, you like vodka. Do you like onion ring? <laughs> it's, 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 is that really their menu right there? Is vodka? Vodka pairs well with nice onion rings. I don't actually remember their menu. No. Uh, uh, there's uh, on the Google images here, there is a picture of a slider. That's why I said that. <laughs> of onion rings. Uh, you like fine Russian food. We also have potato skins. Potato. <laughs> we have, we have a. Communist potato skins. We have a awesome blossom knockoff called Russian Blossom. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, if it was easy, it was a steakhouse, really, at the, at yeah. the root of it. But he's a Russian steakhouse. It is very mean meat. Very mean meat. In, in, in Russia, steak cooks you. Oh, you like Moscow mule. Oh, actually, I do like a Moscow mule. You like mozzarella stick. I don't eh, <laughs> Can't have mozzarella sticks. <laughs> Oh man! All right, I've beaten that bit too. Yeah, you have. You, you so got that food. One. food number two. Number I, two. I would say the access to entertainment. Oh yeah. I mean, there's really like uh, a coworker. That's a yeah. Go with two on that instead of three. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Um, I would say a coworker and I were talking uh, earlier this week, and we were like, oh, you know, what what should we what should we try to do? One night we have um, uh, plans, and then yep. it's basically Tuesday Tuesday. Um, is the only other night that uh, they're in town as well. So I was like, oh, well, what do you want to do? I was like, you know, it'd be fun to go go-karting, something that's not like go see Cirque Soleil or, or, you know, one of these magician acts. Let's go do something as fun as a team that we yeah. all – and it's kind of like active. Um, so I was like laser tag or, you know, go-karting. I know we can do them well, here. And there's another thing that you can do there that we were just talking about uh, doing here yes. a few moments ago, which yes. is the range. You can yeah. go out to the gun range. And they've got some... They've got, like, everything. They've got some exotic weapons you can fire out there. Well, the other thing that I was looking at is they have the sim houses. 
yep. where they do um, either like airsoft or they do like um, one sixteenth load rounds, and you like shoot at each other. There's or paintball. Uh, that would be the other fun thing. So there's a gentleman on our team who does that competitively. Right. Does the sim houses competitively? Oh, really? Yeah, he does. Oh, that's cool. Um. Anyway, so yeah, those were the other options, and I was like, ah, I don't know. Anyway, we were thinking of doing something just different. Uh, zip lining. We, you and I had talked about that recently. Yeah, I want to do the zip lining down Fremont Street. A couple years ago, Jay again. Jay Jay seems to always come up as the the one with the fun things. Um, he booked us. He's a missing factor on our travels these days. Yeah, I would hundred percent agree with that. I miss him, but um, and, and just to, for the people that don't know Jay, he's not dead. He's not he's dead. Very working. much alive. He's very much alive, vibrant, full of life. Yes. Just doesn't uh, work in our. Uh, yeah, it doesn't work in the, the industry moment. anymore. At the moment, I'll say, hmm. it's a boomerang industry. It is a boomerang industry, and he would gladly come back. I think. Any who. Um, zip lining. So in Fremont, in uh, the old part of Vegas, uh, they have a zip line that goes down the street that has, I don't know if you're familiar, um, those listeners out there with the Fremont Street, but it has a, an arch, a long Yep, it's arch. a covered, covered street. Yep, that has lights. It has this beautiful light system in it, and it does shows, I think. There's actually like a show or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they do a music show. Mm-hmm. Music and light show. And Which is great. If you have you have you have you actually seen it? I haven't seen. I've obviously seen the the lights and stuff, but I haven't seen the show. The show's se. pretty dope. Is it pretty cool? Yeah, it's cool because they shut. Um, there are a bunch of casinos in downtown Old Vegas. You know, there's the Four Queens and Golden yep. Nugget and mm-hmm. whatever else down there. Um, and they shut down all the lights from all the casinos, so it's just like it's pretty dark, except for the show that's going on on the screen above you, and it's it's a really good time. That's cool. And that's one of those free things that you can do in Vegas. Right, yeah. And that, another thing, too, the entertainment stuff is that it costs money. And, you know, yeah. like we said, it's it's an expensive kind of town in some instances. Um, but there's zip lining that Jay had actually pre-purchased tickets that we were going to go do one time. We got there, and they go, oh, we lost power recently, and the system's all messed up, and we had to close it. And we're like, oh, this is like the one thing we had been hyping all week. Um, and it's kind of with that Superman zip line, and you just yep. go – zipping down the street yeah. and it looked so cool and they've got it there's i think there's two different heights also that they have there's like a lower Height one and, and a higher one yeah so the higher one obviously goes further if yeah. you're familiar with physics and the low phil <laughs> what phil sissix phil sissix i've never met him he's a nice guy um, seems like a jerk he's very smart um so you the the longer one you are superman you lay down on your stomach and you yep. the other one i think is more of like a seated position and you zip down like halfway, but it looks really cool. Um, so yeah, that's. So there's one thing that I've always wanted to do in Vegas um, that I've never been able to do yet, and it's one of the like bonus entertainment things that you've okay. got there. And I was just pu- pulling up their website so I could talk specifics about, yes. about what this is. This company is called Dig This Vegas, oh, and what this is boy. is essentially an adult sandbox. So. What you do, you go down... Without the cat poop. Without cat... There is no cat poop. No cat poop. Uh, you go down and they give you uh, essentially unrestricted access to construction equipment. Like so you, legit? Like, like like proper construction equipment. Like excavators, here's what they get. Uh, step one, choose your equipment. Uh, they've got uh, track type bulldozers, uh, hydraulic excavators, skid steer, mini excavators sample and then you do some exercises with it step two go through the safety orientation and 
something that's unique to Las Vegas, breathalyzer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say, that was uh, in caveat, a uh, 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 side note to the shooting and stuff, is that for the most part, you really shouldn't go have drinks and then go shooting. So that what's, yeah. that's typically what deters yep. us doing that. Step three, in-cab orientation. This, these are proper, this is like Caterpillar equipment. Step four, you do warm-up exercises, you do activities, then you have free time to just roam around and <laughs> dig stuff. That's um, awesome. Uh, I, we looked into this a few years ago, but it's like some of the exercises are literally like moving construction tires around and doing yeah, all sorts of picking things. up a boulder or something yeah. like that, yeah. Uh, book my dig. I'm curious as to how much this is. One thing that has always piqued my interest, because this is what you see a lot of, especially when you're you know early-ish in the morning and kind of at night, there's a ton of helicopter traffic. So one of the popular things... I've done to, this. You have? Okay. Yeah, I have. The proximity to the Grand Canyon, Grand Caymanian, the Grand Cayman, Grand Canyon. So the the proximity to the Grand Canyon is so close that you can take a helicopter ride there, and you can go check out the rim, and then you can go down into the actual canyon itself. Um, so there's a ton of helicopter traffic around Vegas, um, and that's always been one thing that I've I've been interested in checking out is is that going in on the helicopter tour is the helicopter tour worth it because it is kind of expensive. It was a pretty good time. Um, I did it uh, many moons ago because we went to Vegas for my first honeymoon Okay, way back in the day. And one of the things that we did was a uh, Grand Canyon tour by helicopter. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of cool. They pick you up at the hotel. They take you out. I think we went out to Henderson mm-hmm. uh, by van. Uh, from Henderson, we took off, went out to the Grand Canyon, went down into the Grand Canyon. We're in AS350. Mm-hmm. Um, they come come out of the Grand Canyon. Fly down the strip and land in McCarran. Yep. And then they you're free to go back your way. It was bumpy. Um, and there's a lot of people in that helicopter. I was gonna say it, it doesn't everybody seem like it's was a... um if you could do a private one, which yeah. I, I know you can, um, and I really should have done a better job of making friends with the folks out at Maverick Helicopters because they have all have our equipment on board. Uh, that uh helps. And I should have done it. Um, on this dig thing real quick. Yep, sorry. To talk about pricing for a moment. Uh, it seems to range based off of how long. So the longest session looks like it's 90 minutes. And that'll run you 270 bucks per person for 90 minutes, which uh, you'll spend more in the casino. If yeah, you I was going to say that, that's, that's on the cusp. I think that's, you know, justifiable, I think is the best way to put that. Um, Safety orientation, warm-up exercises. It's called the Big Dig Excavator. Oh, oh uh, Now, dig. the most expensive one yep. is 650 bucks for 30 minutes. Oh. And this one is called the Aggression Session. Oh, jeez. Unleash your frustrations on a perfectly good car and crush it to your heart's content with our 30,000-pound Caterpillar Excavator. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That sounds awesome. That does sound awesome. I would love to do that. That would be awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, and then they've got a bunch of other stuff that they do in sure. between their, um, in between those time par- parameters and also those dollar parameters as well. Oh, that's cool. All right. So entertainment, um, plethora of entertainment. The other thing that we were looking at doing on this trip, so we're looking at shows mm-hmm. for this trip. Um, and Lady Gaga has residence there. Right. And I like her Lady Gaga. She's got two shows. One's the main main event show that's like just her mainstream music. And there's also... Is the, it a concert or is it... a concert, Okay. Yeah. Um, and then she also does her jazz version, which Ooh. is, it's her in the piano, just playing. Just it. doing her thing. And she's in resident at MGM. 
So I was like, you know what? I'd be I'd be into going and seeing that. That'd be, I would that'd be, be awesome. Intrigued by that. Uh, the nosebleed cheapest seats in the place were like seven hundred bucks a person. Oh, cool! I yeah. was like, yeah, yeah we yeah. might just pass on that uh, one. Uh, is there like a YouTube version I could? Yeah, check it out. It's okay. on the worldwide interweb. The worldwide. Uh, so then we went from that down to Fat Elvis uh, yeah. <laughs> at three p.m. in <laughs> 3 the middle of the day, uh, way off the strip for yeah. a free show. Um, I think we'll probably end up doing some sort of Cirque du Soleil show. Yeah. That seems to be the general general yeah. theme of it. Um, that's cool. I mean, so entertainment's yeah. number two. <laughs> number three. Hmm. Number three. What do I like about Vegas? Um, I would say one thing. So I worked in hospitality for four years, uh-huh. and I would say the um, level of service at the hotels, both as far as uh, room qualities and cleanliness and that sort of thing goes, especially at the non-resort uh, type hotels, yep. the non-casino hotels, is unparalleled, I think, as far as um, general hotels go. Yeah. And I know we stay more at a, a, an upper scale type of, re- of resort. It's a grand vacation resort, yep. so it's it's not really um, one of those – it's like a timeshare, right, kind of, yeah. sort of. Um, I would say the – Every time that we've stayed there, I've been pleasantly surprised by the uh, quality and cleanliness of the hotel and and hotels, you know, in that area that aren't resort hotels. Yeah, I think now that you mention that, I I can't actually recall a time where I've stayed at any hotel and I've stayed at a bunch of them there that has uh, had any issues with cleanliness in terms of the actual hotel rooms. They're they're always super clean. Yeah. Um, And I did uh, at one at one point in my life, I always knew there would come a time where I'd be held up for an extended period of time in a Las Vegas hotel room. Yep. Uh, and that actually happened to me at this show in 2000, maybe 11. See, it's odd years in Vegas. So it had to be 2011 or 13. Okay. I think it was 11. Went out a couple of days early and, you know, for a while there, we were doing that on a regular basis. We were traveling out early, bringing our golf clubs. We were playing golf yep. and doing stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of making the most out of the fact that you're going out there anyways. So we had gone out. We had, uh, yeah, it was. It had to be 2011 because I remember I was recruiting somebody at that show. Ah. Played our round of golf. It was cold. It was so cold. You got to be careful with the show because that happened like the last time we were in Vegas. It, we walked a portion to the monorail station. Yep. And it was really cold. And I was like, oh, I was not expecting this. Yeah. So you got to be careful. Yeah, it can be cold this time, there. This yeah. time of year in the beginning of the year when we typically go to shows there. Yep. Uh, so we played our round of golf. I didn't feel well. I had a burning sore throat. Uh, went back to my hotel room, uh, got up early the next morning and went to the CVS minute clinic mm-hmm. and she goes, all right, you definitely have strep throat. And I was like, perfect. So I tried to get up the next morning and go do the show, which wasn't happening. And my boss, uh, my boss said, just stay, do what you need to do, rest, get better. So I literally was in my hotel room for like 36 hours straight, like ordering chicken noodle soup room service yep <laughs> just this is not what i envisioned when i was early on in my life of being held up in a uh, casino right hotel room and that was in new york new york i think at the time yeah new york new york's fun you ever ridden that uh, roller coaster uh, i've ridden it two or three times yeah. yeah there's actually a picture uh like one of the first pictures of ashley and i and i've got it it's in this it's back here somewhere oh really yeah uh, um we wrote it and I wrote it. A, she's making a face of pure fear and i'm making the face of hello hello <laughs> Um, that roller coaster, it's so funny cause we rode it at night and then I looked at it during the day and I was like, huh, this roller coaster doesn't look 
too clean and you know well maintained you know what i mean like you yeah. see roller coasters that are like freshly painted this yep. one doesn't look like it's freshly painted yeah i mean it's their their primary business is casino and hotel rooms right roller coasters are like seventh on the list of things yeah. that are important to them and that's and i was thinking about that when i was riding it i was like oh man and i was like i was also thinking what a weird thing to have in vegas at a hotel. You know, back in the day, uh, Circus Circus had uh, roller coasters in there also. Oh, maybe that's what kind of spurred this. So the first time I went to Vegas was, um, I want to say it was in the 90s, mm-hmm. early 90s. And I was with my parents and my brother. Mm-hmm. And we stayed in old Vegas. So it had to be, it had to be early 90s, late 80s perhaps even. Eh, early 90s. Oh, that's my final answer. <laughs> uh, it, because my brother, when he hit. College age, moved out and never came back. So, right. And he still lived with us at the time. So it had to be before that. We stayed at the Plaza Hotel, which mm-hmm. is Old Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the one, if you're familiar with uh, Back to the Future 3 or 2. Mm-mm. Back to the Future through 2, it's uh, Biff's. It's the same hotel that they use for Biff Cannon's Hotel in Vegas. Um, it's period appropriate. Yep. Still is probably. And back then, Vegas was really trying to cater towards families. So MGM had like an amusement park mm-hmm. where there's uh, where the villas are that they have now, mm-hmm. the villas and the pools and all that. Mm-hmm. There was an amusement park back there, and it was actually pretty good. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think I remember you telling me about this. Um, there was there were rides there that were really good. Circus Circus had some indoor roller coasters there. Uh, I don't think New York, New York existed yet because that end of the strip was still being built. Sure. Um, MGM had just been built and it had that giant gold lion out front. Oh, yes. Way back before they remodeled and got rid of that. Yep. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Um, That's another thing that kind of befuddles me with Vegas is every time I go there, it'll be like midnight, 11 p.m., midnight, or something like that, or 1 in the morning. Yep. And you see families there. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What are you doing? Weird, that's the weird thing. Um, I see no draw. Uh, no offense, Vegas Tourism Board, but I see no draw. I uh, Again, I don't have a family. I mean, other than my wife and a dog. But I don't see a draw for me to bring my kids to Vegas. Yeah. And I mean, we have... Uh, I don't have kids. My wife has kids. And... Uh, I don't see any reason that that would be a thing that I'd want to take them to. Right. And, and I mean, I, I went when I was like a preteen. So I had to be, I was probably 11 when we went, which is just old enough to know what's going on, but not sure. old enough to do any of it. Right. <laughs> and on the flip side of that, to your point at the beginning of the, the episode, is that there's millions of event space in the city. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. Maybe people are bringing their, their family along for an event. Yep. You know, vacation or something like that. Yeah. I, I get that. And there's there's some entertainment options there that don't necessarily cater to just adults, but also kids as well. And I mean, in the evolution of Vegas, it's catered to gangsters who yeah. built it. Yeah. Uh, and then they tried to reinvent themselves and cater towards families. Yep. And now I think they are catering towards the conventions. Yeah. Which brings in a little bit of family, not as much gangster. Right. Um, and still a lot of dollars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I would uh, I would actually agree with you on all of those points. Oh, okay. Um, are there on the culinary side? There was, um, and I may have touched upon this at some point previously. There was, there was a time uh, that I was inside an Irish pub. Oh yeah, yeah. In, I like this. I like this <laughs> Las story. Vegas. Talking about golf. Talking about golf. It was the end of a golf tournament, yep. and we had. Uh, 
consume some alcohol at said golf tournament. Mm-hmm. My team, um, my team won. A little bit of backstory: Vegas in a desert, very dry. Yes, can be very warm. What? So hydration. We've mentioned this before. Desert shows hydration is critical, especially when you're burning the candle at both ends, and you're typically having some alcoholic drinks. Shocker. Hydration is difficult at shows at trade shows. Period. period. Regardless of the desert. Yep. So add that desert characteristic into it, and mm-hmm. it's like ten times worse. Right. So we're drinking. Uh, our crew enjoys a car bomb or two. Uh-huh. Uh, we go to an Irish pub. Yep. We have some drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, things get up a level. I mean, we're just, we're not fighting or anything like that. We're just drunk and belligerent. Goofing off. Yeah. And uh, it's 4.30 in the afternoon and we are officially cut off and kicked out of that bar. Um, <laughs> it's always sad when you get kicked out of the bar and the sun's still up. Yeah. Not that I've ever been kicked out of yeah. a bar, but. So yeah, we get kicked out. Uh, and I think the, the funniest to your point about kids. Yep. Uh, we were in New York, New York, and we were staying at the MGM, which has that bridge that goes across that you walk across Correct. Uh, the strip. And we're ham-hammed uh, mm-hmm. walking across the strip, and I leveled some five-year-old kid who just like <laughs> cut my way, and I just plowed right through him. And I was just like, just kept moving on. I felt super bad about that. Yeah, probably, what, 12, 15 hours later? Yeah. Two days later, because yeah, you know when you're that level drunk, it takes you a few days to unpack all your memories you of, shake, of, what, shake that off. <laughs> of what happened. Get get. Uh... Uh, and another funny story from uh, the MGM one night. Um, it was it was getaway night, and the show had ended. People are drifting out, heading back to the airport. Uh, go home day. Go home day. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're walking through the MGM, and I'm with our our dear friend Tom, who. I do enjoy gambling with. I do too. Um, and I don't gamble and I love that. I'll go to my, what I love, but go ahead. Yeah. We're walking through and there's a, uh, he's, he's, he's like, all right, I'm heading to the airport. I'm out of money. I'm heading to the airport. He reached in his pocket and he found a $5 piece in his pocket. And he goes, Oh, I still have a $5 chip. And we walk by the roulette table and uh, it's $10 minimum. So he goes, listen, I'm heading to the airport. I've got a $5 chip. Can I just play it on one number? Heads up. I want to add a note here. Every time we walk into a casino and Tom sees a roulette table, he's like, oh, that number is going to hit next. Oh, that number. Oh, that table's hot over there. <laughs> I'm just like, Tom, let's yes. focus. He, he's, he, he's all over the place. He's, you know, my favorite thing is that's Tom, Tom's amusement park right there. When you play blackjack with Tom, he has to have a seat that faces the roulette table also because he's, right. watching he's always watching yeah. that. He's like, I'll be right back. I got to go play that number right now. Yep. He's so uh, funny. So, Love you, Tom. So he he talks to the dealer. He said, "Listen, I'm heading to the airport. I've got a five dollar chip. Can I just play it? And I'm and I'm done." Mm-hmm. He goes, "Yeah, sure, you can play it. Just one number." So he put it on 32, 32 red, which is one of Tom's numbers. Thirty two yep. red, seventeen black, uh, five. I think I don't know. I lose track after that. Twenty three, maybe, maybe. Um, and uh, and it hits. It hits straight up thirty two. No, thirty two red. What does that pay out again? Thirty two uh, to one. Thirty two to one. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Is it something like that? Okay. So thirty-two to one on five bucks. I can't do math, but that's it's a sizable. It's more than five dollars. It's not one to one. He doesn't right. get his money back. Correct. He well, he got his up. money back. Or, excuse me. He doesn't Plus double some. up. Yeah. Yes. And just there's uh, like a burnt out guy that just lives at the tables in Vegas, sitting there, and he goes, "In Vegas, man." <laughs> and Tom collected his chips, and out the door we went. Oh, really? He yep. had that restraint. Well, we had to get to the airport. I figured he would be on the phone. Because he's got Southwest. So he's he like, can... <laughs> Southwest, send me home tomorrow. I'm, I'm on a heater right now. 
but you he's never also never walk away when you're on a heater. He's also smart enough to be like, you know what? I think that's my sign to go. I genuinely think that's like the ideal time to gamble is when you have a hard stop. Right. You know, well, you, you, have... we, you talked about that before is that yep. you got to make uh, sure that you win when you're on your way out and not when you first come in. Uh, how many times have you been to Vegas? I have been to Vegas four times. That's cute. I know. I've probably, I honestly, I don't think I could count how many times I've been to Vegas. I've been to Vegas about four times. This so, isn't that good of a bit. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was like, great. I know where this is going. Um, I would say my favorite time, so there's one time, and it involves Tom. Yeah. And you as well. And Uh-oh. another person. Yeah, no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't Uh-oh. know where this is going. Don't know. Where... <laughs> uh, please continue. So it was the last night. We all either had, oh, I had an early morning flight. Tom, oh, yeah, and Tom, Tom had a flight that morning. Yep. And he was trying oh, to change it, and he ended up, like, canceling. It was so bizarre, but Tom's, like, flights got all messed up. So it's the last night of the show, and we're all – the last night of any show, you're burnt out. Yeah. This show in particular, you typically – Because you're dehydrated. Yes. You've walked 20,000 steps a day for four yes. days. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're pretty roasted at this point. The fun part is when you're burnt out, you kind of don't want to do anything, but everything almost kind of seems fun. Yeah, because so, you're in that euphoria. Yeah, of you're like, I'm going home. Yeah. Everything's great. So last night, it's it's the three, four of us. Brad was there as well. And Tom's like, let's go to a casino. And I don't know. We went on this like quest. I remember yeah. we were at, we might have been at the MGM or something like that. I think we originated at the MGM. And then it's I like, let's go correctly. here. But no, 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 no. There's, there's $1 tables over here. And we yep. trekked like... It was like we were on some sort of. Um, it was a mission from God. It was it was one of those uh, vision journeys or whatever it's called. <laughs> a vision quest. A vision quest. We were on this like vision quest, and we ended up at this place, and it was, I don't know, nine ten o'clock. I think we were at the Excalibur. We ended at the Excalibur. Yeah, which I, I, was like, I haven't been inside that building in uh, about a decade. It was. I remember walking in there and being like, "What did I just walk into?" Yeah, it's weird in there. It is weird. So we sit down at the table, and it's all of us. We. For the most part, we almost take up the entire table, and that was really fun because it's fun when you go with a group and you gamble at the same table. Yeah, and it's even more fun when the group wins. When as a everybody's group. winning, yeah. yeah, and it's you know, yeah, you're paying to have fun, but it's just like any other entertainment, right? That you you'd pay for. So we were just sitting there, and it's nice because it's kind of like a home game, and everybody's just you know, you're all on the same team with yeah. with blackjack. You're all on the same team, right? It's yeah. like nobody's even the dealers on your team. Yeah, I mean, there's especially nothing... for like Tom and myself, we tend to bet for the dealer also. Right, right. So it makes it fun for everybody. Yeah. Um, and we spend. I think we got out. of I left because I was like, I have a flight at eight a.m. or something like that. I was like, I need to at least pack and get yeah. two hours of sleep. But we were. I left at like two in the morning. Yeah, I left somewhere around there too. And it was it was fun. That that night was really fun. Um. That one kind of sticks out. There are a couple others that stick out. Um, there was so there was a, an event we went to a couple years ago. It was a appreciation event for um, some of our dealers that sure. de- you know sell our products. Yeah, and it was at the MGM, I think. Was it? Was it the rooftop thing? Yeah, yeah, it was the MGM. So is it the MGM? And they rented out the presidential a a suite yeah. i don't know if it was necessarily the presidential it was a suite and it had a balcony and it had incredible views and that was really fun and it was just cool to be in a yep. you know one of those mythical suites that you hear about like yeah. people getting upgraded to like from um the hangover right yep. everybody hears vegas they picture the hangover 
And that's initially when I went to Vegas, that's what I thought of. Yeah. And when we went into this thing, I was like, holy crap, this is real life hangover. Yeah. It, spoil- we had, uh, spoiler alert though, our, our escapades in Vegas are nothing like the hangover. No, no. The, the last, I think the last time we went there was AEA two years ago, maybe yeah. a year ago. Yeah. Um, in our room, uh, we got upgraded and cause Ashley and I share a room obviously cause we're married. Um, and our room had like a separate living room and a separate dining room yep. and it was a corner room. So like the whole thing was just glass the yep. whole way around. It was awesome. Yeah. I do have one, uh, funny Vegas story that was not about a trade show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was out and this is, and I, I, I need to change names for everybody. Sure. <laughs> for <Yes>. this. <laughs> Frank uh, is a good one. We don't Fra- know any Franks. We don't know any Franks. Do we know any, um, let's see, pick, pick another name. Um, Peter. Nope, I know a Peter. Dang it. Um, oh, wait, you're a Peter. Doi. Doi. Uh, uh, so anyway, <laughs> so I was out uh, actually in L.A. at the time. Okay. And I was doing dealer travel with one of my coworkers mm-hmm. uh, from the time. And I got a phone call from one of my friends. <gasps> yes. Who I had seen earlier that week in L.A. And he, he flew a business jet at the time. And uh, he called me up and said, hey, we're going to Vegas. You should come over to Vegas. And I was like, you yeah, know, it's, it's a long trip. Uh, you know, and this was, this was the week before Thanksgiving. So at the end of this trip, I'm flying home to Chicago, which was home at the time, getting in a car and starting to drive to Massachusetts to have Thanksgiving with my mm-hmm. family. That gives you an idea how long ago this was, at least six years ago now. Yep. Um, so he calls me from Vegas and he goes, Hey, um, I just wanted to see if you still want to come to Vegas. And I was like, no, I don't want to come to Vegas. He goes, well, Frank's coming. Oh, and I said, I don't believe you. Frank is our third friend. Yep. And we all... Mythical friend? No, he's a real friend. No, 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 no. As in like, he never goes out and does things or... At the time, he was in a relationship that permitted him from having fun. Uh, I'll say that. And, no, uh, did not permit him from having fun. Permitted. Permitted him. Huh? It was prohibited. Prohibited. Whatever. Was, anyway, prohibited words, for words, him to have words. fun. Words, Anyway, prohibited to have fun, Frank. Yes. Um... So, and I said, first of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, maybe if I hear from him, maybe we'll see at that point. He goes, all right. So, uh, some time goes by. I call Frank. I said, Hey Frank. <laughs> hey Frank. Uh, yeah, I can really to come up with a second name for this. Yeah. Uh, so Frank goes, I said, Hey Frank, what's happening? He goes, Oh, Hey, hold on a second. When I hear him, uh, fumbling around with some stuff cause he's at his house and he, what I hear is a door open and a door closing he goes, Hey all right, yeah, I'm going to be in Vegas. And I said, oh, man. I said, when are you going to be there? He goes, I'm going to be there in like four hours. And I was like, I'm in. So I'm in Los Angeles. Yep. Uh, I'm with a coworker of mine. Mm-hmm. We're near the we're near LAX at this point. And I, I texted him. I said, hey, I'm taking the rental car. I'm going to Vegas. You can get to the airport from here. I'll see you later. <laughs> and I just ditched him. You just bailed on him? I just bailed. We were at the end of the trip anyways. Oh, okay. Um, so we had done actual all the work that we had gone to do. Sure. And so, is this like on a weekend? Were you missing any work days? Uh, this was like a Thursday, maybe. Oh, okay. So, so you just Fridays, yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> the travel day, anyway, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a getaway day. Uh, so I get in the car. I start driving to Vegas. Uh, I get a I get a hotel room at the uh, across the street from the uh, Alara. It was there's a Hilton Grand Vacation there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's two of them. I get you got to be real careful what you book. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, anyway. 
So I booked there. I get there about 4.30 in the afternoon, checked into my hotel, took a shower because I've been driving for four and a half right. hours. Uh, went over and saw uh, my other friend that was there who we have not given a name to. Uh, let's call him... Michel. <laughs> let's call him Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Frank and Ferdinand. Frank and Ferdinand. So if I go over and I see Ferdinand. Yeah. What up, Ferdinand? <laughs> Boom. What up, Ferdog? Um and Ferdinand has a beautiful hotel room at the, uh, whatever the hotel is, next to Alara the, with the casino attached to it. What's that one called? Planet Hollywood? <laughs> no. Oh. The other side of the street. Oh. No, same side of the street as Alara. MGM? No, no, no. I don't know. Anyways. Oh, yes, I do know what you're talking about, but I don't know the name of it. Yeah. It's yes. a nice hotel. It is a very nice hotel. Uh, it's got a big chandelier in it. Mm-hmm. It has a bar called the Chandelier Bar. Oh, I actually went there to eat once with um, Alex. Oh, nice. Yeah. So anyways, so I go over there. Ferdinand mm-hmm. has a beautiful hotel room. It's overlooking like the Bellagio Fountains. Oh, nice. And it's, it's a cold, raw night outside. Uh. So he's got a bunch of beers and he goes, I just don't know how to ice these beers down. I was like, oh, here's what we'll do. I said, we're going to pull the stop on your sinks, fill the fill sinks up ice. with ice. Yeah. Put the beers in there. So we started drinking about 5.30, I want to say. P.M. And Frank is a little bit behind schedule because they had an aircraft issue. Uh, so Frank lands. Frank has a broken airplane. They're at the airport dealing with a broken airplane. Mm-hmm. Frank finally shows up uh, a couple hours later. It's probably 10 o'clock now. Mm-hmm. I want to say 9, maybe. 9, 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we go out drinking, and we just start hitting it. Or we go to the Chandelier Bar. We do a little gambling. We're oh, at a I different like bar. We went to hang out at the. We hung out at the Chandelier Bar. Yes, that's yeah. right. We did. Yeah, yeah. we met. Um, yeah, we met a some bunch people of people there. there. Yeah. yeah, it was a good time. And uh, cool spot. Yeah, it's a great spot. So we're drinking, and it's getting, it's getting, we're getting ham hammed. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working, we're walking on the strip now. We're outside, and we come across one of those guys flipping the cards for oh. for strip clubs. Like, <laughs> I forget about them because they can't, they can't say anything to you. Yeah, they can only flick cards and yeah, and you can inquire. Right. So we go over and we talk to this guy and he goes, well, here's what I'll do. He goes, I'll give you a limo ride to the strip club, spend a couple hours there and we'll give you, and when you guys are ready, we'll give you a ride back also. So great. Sounds great. Let's do it. So we get into this Hummer limo. Yep. Uh, we go to the strip club. It's called the castle. I want to say hmm. something like the castle. It looks like a castle. Like a castle. Uh, there was a guy that their wasn't. Theming is spot on. It was not Frank. It was not Ferdinand. It was one of. So they also had their co-pilots with them. Uh, also, so those guys were also with them. Uh, one of them, as soon as we came into the strip club, disappeared. Disappeared. Yeah. Never to be seen until it was time to leave. I again. say, there's always a friend. Yeah. There's always that guy at the strip. Always club. that guy. And uh, we finally leave there. I want to say it's got to be about three thirty in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We come out of there and we finally find the guy in the. That, that disappeared early on. He shows up and is like, his hair is all askew. He's like, I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> they have my credit card. They have my credit card. <laughs> Just get me out of here. Um, and we get a hold of the the limo guy and he goes, all right. Uh, he goes, I can take you guys right now uh, or I can come back in 40 minutes for you. And I think it's like 3.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. He goes, but if I take you right now, you get a share at the cab and there's a bunch of women in there. And we're like, we'll go to the ladies. Hell Yeah. We cruising around a limo in Vegas with the ladies. So we get in the limo, uh, and there's six very large black women in there. Yeah. <laughs> One of them, as soon as we're out of the parking lot, starts throwing up. Uh, and I was like, oh, no. So we piled out. Like, he pulled over to, like, clean up or whatever yeah. he was going to do. And we just get out and walked. Yeah. So we get back to the hotel, drinking more, partying more. It's, it's like, 7 a.m. now. Yep. And I'm like, oh, my God. I got to... 
I got to go back to my hotel room. I've got to take a shower, get on an airplane, and go home. So I said Chicago goodbye. at this point? Chicago yeah. at this point, yeah. Nonstop. Ooh. Uh, so I, I split up from them, went to my hotel room, literally took a shower, repacked my stuff, went to the airport. And I'm texting those guys. And they're like, yeah, we kept going uh, all night. And, uh, and, and one of them had a, uh, because of the broken airplane, had some technical issues that they had to go to the airport and then troubleshoot. Oh. And I was like, I do not envy no. you at all right now. So that was uh, probably the funnest 24 hours I've ever had in Vegas. Was that was that trip, that and it wasn't even like a planned trip. So it was a it was a fun it was a fun night for sure. That is yeah, that's a good that's a good. I don't have any crazy Vegas stories like that that you know you go and do the benders or anything like that. I've had a few benders in Vegas. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, it's a it's a easy place to have a bender. It is. I was gonna say that that is one thing it is when you were talking about it, it was like seven in the morning. Yep. It is totally one of those places that you could slip and fall and wake up at. 10 a.m. You know what I mean? Like, and Frank vaporizes time is a MBAA member. So I'll see Frank in Vegas. Oh, somewhere there. Oh, excellent. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Frank sounds like a fun guy. Frank is a fun guy. You've met Frank a few times, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I know Frank. Uh, so that's my, uh, my, I'm going to call him Vegas Frank story. when I see him too. And moving yep. on. If moving we can, on. uh, final segment. So that's Vegas. That's MBAA. Yep. I think, uh, we had talked about doing, um, we've done it once before, but the Ooh. movie review segment. Movie what do we call it? I don't remember. Yeah. We'd have to go back and actually listen to what we actually talked yeah. about. Also, I don't remember which episode that was. So I watched a movie this week. <laughs> um, things to watch in the air. Things to watch in the air. I watched a movie uh, this week that I'd like to talk about, which is a movie called Yesterday. Mm. Uh, very good. It's a British movie. Um, so all the performers have accents in it, sure. which is fine. Weird. Yeah. Which is improper English. <laughs> the Queen's English. It's the Queen's English. Uh, excellent movie. Uh, it's about uh, a struggling uh, musician who's basically given up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being a musician or trying to be a musician. Uh, a, an event happens at night on his bike ride home. He gets hit by a bus. He ends up in the hospital. It comes out of it. While he gets hit by the bus, there's this huge power surge that happened around the globe and everybody lost power, even like mechanical engines that are not mm-hmm. electric lost power. He comes to and uh, the world no longer knows who the Beatles are. So he ends up playing a bunch of Beatles songs and everyone thinks he's like the greatest songwriter ever to walk the earth. He starts the very beginnings of building a very successful career off of that. Um, And in the end, it ends up not being that. He ends up doing it all for free because Mm -hmm. the world needs that music and blah, blah, blah. And it's a love story and he ends up getting the girl. And he's not the only one that remembers the Beatles. There's a very small, like single digit amount of people that were like, they were here and then they weren't. Um, And they confront him on it. It's a weird moment too when they confront him. Oh. It's a pretty good movie. Okay. It'll, so how would you rate it out of uh, airplane wings? How would you rate it? I thought it was microphones. It was microphones. Whatever. Was, anyway, microphones, what would you rate uh, it? Uh, out of how many again? Uh, 10. Out of 10, I would say it's probably a uh, 6.8. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd go 6.8 on that. Um, 6.8. Or you could just... 6.8, yeah, yeah for okay. sure. Yeah. Uh, it held my attention. Okay. Um, it had a love story, which makes you feel like you're alive. Yep. Made the, made the flight go by quick. Uh, I actually watched it not on a flight, but I would watch it on a flight. There's no, no nudity in it, which is good. So safe. it is good for watching it's on safe. a flight. Yeah. And it's good music. It's just, you know, if you're into Beatles songs, which I think the world is, mm. uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good soundtrack. It's a, it's a pretty good movie. It keeps you interested. So I, I do 6.8, my final answer. 
final answer. And guess what? I'm still listening to my Spotify mix list and, and making did, it better. And what did you give that? Oh, I gave that a ten. Still a ten. Still okay. a ten. We'll, uh, we'll, you know what? It needs actually some work. I'll be I'll be uh, honest with you right now. Straight talk time. Straight talk. Let's get real. It's probably an eight point five at this point. Ooh. Yeah, it needs some maintenance. You know, I'm one of those that I get hooked on a couple songs. And I love those songs. And now there's a couple in that playlist that have yeah. just, they've expired. And sure. there it's time to move on. And so I got to move really, on. I got to release them back into the wild. And then <laughs> in like a year or two, I will dis- rediscover them. Yep. Put them back into the playlist. Yep. So yeah, that's that's where I'm, so an 8.5 on that that Spotify playlist. Maybe we should post your uh, playlist sometime. No, on our social no. Media so people can be like, 8.5. <laughs> More like a 2.1. Well, you'd have to f- thoroughly enjoy uh, EDM music. And some, I mean, some of our some fans of our might. listeners do. And some of our listeners. Some of them will murder us for that. Some but. of our listeners also have a predisposition of what EDM music includes. Yep. And it's funny enough, I actually played some quote unquote EDM music for somebody and they go, oh, that's on the radio all the time. And I like it. And I was like, yeah, that's, I went to go see that DJ. Yeah. Mm, whatever. Anyway. Cool story, bro. I know. Um, Humble brag. <laughs> All right, that's Las Vegas, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in next time. Tune in next time where we talk about more stuff in a roundabout way. In a roundabout way. <laughs> uh, All right. See you later. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Life Adventure PS and Instagram Life Adventures Pete Simpson. views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely that of the collaborators and do not necessarily represent the thoughts or opinions of the authors, employers, organizations, committees, or other groups or individuals.